leave them, I can't. Yes, go. You live. Go. You stay. We belong dead. Shaffer, who wrote it, and Robin Hardy, who directed it, and I and the other people who were in it, we didn't think that was the right word to use. It's a brilliant film, a brilliant film, but I don't know how much you know about the history of that film. Do you know much about the history of the making of the film? You don't. Have any of you ever read a magazine called Cine Fantastique? Have you read the story about the making of The Wicker Man? You haven't? It's the whole, ma whole magazine. Oh, I see. Well, I'm not going to go into the whole story, it's too complicated, but uh, we made the movie. Remarkable film. Remarkable film. Brilliantly written. And the part was written for me, which doesn't happen very often. Schaffer wrote it for me, personally. I was very happy to be in it. It's a remarkable film, and it's a cult film, still all over the world. They're talking about remaking it in America with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's what Universal says. They're going to remake the movie, but I don't know what they're going to do. And somebody said they'd seen on the internet that they wanted me in the film. I thought, well, what do I play? Because if this is an American story, and he's an American, obviously, and everybody else is American, well, I can play Americans. But what would I do in the story? I couldn't play Lord Samurai, obviously. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. But when the film was finished, and I saw it, I thought there was an enormous amount of film missing. I would think at least 15 to 20 minutes. And uh, I saw it with my agent and my wife in British Lab Projection Room in London in 1973. And we went upstairs and we saw the head of British Lab, it was a man called Michael Dealey. And he said, I said, thank you very much for showing us the film, Michael and so on. He said, what do you think of it? And I said, well, I think it's damn good. And, and my agent said, I think it's a tremendous film. And Michael Dealey said, I think it's one of the ten worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> I didn't agree. So when I saw it, I spoke to the producer, Peter Snell, I spoke to the director, Robin Hardy, and I spoke to the editor, I spoke to Anthony Schaffer, and I said, let's try and find the negative. And what we call the outtakes, you know, the bits you don't use, but you print them. Never been seen again, never. Never been seen, we couldn't find it. And that's 30 years ago. Nearly. I still believe it exists somewhere in Cairns. 
with no no name. I, but I still believe that. But nobody's ever seen it since. So we couldn't re-cut it, re-edit it, which is what I wanted to do. It would have been ten times as good. Does that answer your question? Well, I think you know why we played that, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, welcome to... Uh, that was a really abrupt and sad beginning. <laughs> Should have been keeping up with how long that interview was. Um, yeah, the world lost uh, Sir Christopher Lee yeah. recently as of the recording of this. <laughs> Who knows when it posted. Like three months ago, <laughs> yeah. Christopher Lee died. <clears throat> which Ian and I were discussing before the podcast, and, and I, I, I pointed out to him that I don't know that I so much felt grief right. or sadness as as a, a, a uh, like an astounding sense of thank you mm. for the 93 years that you were here and what you put out to, to us. Yeah. Pretty badass. Yeah. And plus, you know, the acting aside, he was just a badass in general. Yeah. Um true i would love i would have like I, I wish there was just like if he i wish he just wrote like a memoir of like his time in the military oh yeah you know i mean because he's seen some shit and did some shit um that uh i think would blow a lot of our minds but uh <gasps> is this ghost this is what we're going to start playing whenever we have a memorial on the podcast. I'm sorry I didn't think of this for Betsy Palmer, but I think it's in keeping with the spirit of our podcast that oh, sure. whenever someone from another genre passes, we play the Undertaker's theme song from WWE. It's all right. <laughs> I'm okay with it. But yeah, you had some fascinating like, facts about uh, a Sir Christopher. Yeah, I've got um, a list here of... For people who are friends with me on Facebook or for people who follow io9.com on Facebook, they posted a article, 22 Incredible Facts, about the life and career of Sir Christopher Lee. Um, there's just a couple I want to touch on. I mean, they're all great. I mean, if nothing else, you should check out this one article. Um, <clears throat> but uh, a couple things. Um, I just had it. Just fucking had it uh while filming a sword fight with a drunken errol flynn during the filming of the dark avengers in 1955 flynn accidentally cut lee's hand so badly his finger nearly came off and and was permanently injured later in the filming lee cut off flynn's wig while flynn was still wearing it flynn stormed off set and refused to come out (coughs) you getting choked excuse me and refused to come out of his trailer until lee claimed it was an accident take a swig of pomegranate (laughs) then clear it right up Jesus. Uh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> uh, tired of playing Dracula and feeling that the movies had gotten subpar, Lee tried to quit Hammer Films, but studio executives guilted him into returning by stressing how many people could be out of work if Lee stopped churning out his hits. Uh, Lee agreed to start in the 1966 Dracula Prince of Darkness, but he felt the script was so awful he adamantly refused to say any of his dialogue. Which is why in that movie he does nothing but yell and hiss. Uh, This is the last one. I just thought this was fucking cool. Uh, In the 50s, Lee was engaged to Henriette von Rossen, daughter of Count Fritz von Rossen, 
The Count apparently didn't like Lee because after hiring private detectives to investigate the actor and demanding references, he refused to allow his daughter to marry him unless Lee got the blessing of the King of Sweden, <laughs> which Lee got. Of course. <laughs> of course he did. He's Christopher fucking Lee. Right. Uh, you mentioned Dracula, Prince <clears throat> of Darkness. That's one of the, uh, as far as I know, one of the only, I could be wrong about this, but one of the only um, Christopher Lee Dracula films available on Blu-ray. Oh, okay. Uh, at least in a in an official capacity that like looks really good. Like, right. You know, they took time on it. Uh, and it's great. And there's a commentary track that he's on in it that is fantastically honest. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> brutally wonderful. <clears throat> Uh, so yeah, uh, rest in peace, Sir Christopher. We we really probably should plan a whole like retrospective episode. Yeah, uh, and I mean honestly, he's he's done so much uh, in and outside of the genre that we could easily do like our ten favorite Christopher Lee films. What was your first exposure to Christopher Lee? Um, I believe it was, uh, it had to have been one of the Dracula movies. Okay. When I was a kid. Uh, I think, and we, we, sp- if it's out yet or not, I don't know, the, uh, childhood horror <laughs> special that we did. I mentioned, uh, USA, or not USA, uh, Captain USA's, uh, Commander USA's Groovy movies. Yep. And I distinctly remember seeing one of the Hammer Dracula films on there with Lee. Yeah. Um,. At way too young an age, but I think the the, the movie that I saw that really hit me first mm-hmm. was uh, Wicker Man. Okay, which I, I still <clears throat> love. That's probably my favorite. Uh, I'm not really going out on much of a limb there. It's it's a brilliant movie. Fucking bees, man. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> God damn it. Um, what about you? What was your first? I think my first one. Like I'm sure I n- had seen him before. Um, but my first real memory of him was Kremlins too. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that might actually be mine as well. I've yeah. forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, there's another really cool movie. It, I don't. It was either Hammer or Amicus. I can't remember which. Called the Skull. Okay. That he's in, and it's about the skull of the Marquis de Sade. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's a really cool kind of cheesy but really great uh, 70s British yeah everything 70s British was fucking great right obviously yeah uh, so yeah we may do that we may, you may look for a special Christopher Lee you know maybe truncated like our special episode from us sure he's he deserves it I think uh, so how are you I'm Lona welcome <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm Ian and uh Lono tried to kill me with weed earlier. <laughs> no, you, it's <laughs> your fault for lighting it with a Zippo. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, I refurbished and repaired the oldest piece of paraphernalia that I own, uh, which is this little brass and wood pocket rocket. Uh, Not the kind that you think. No. Um, that uh, my very good friend Kevin gave me a hundred years ago, and it had fallen into disrepair. So I decided to fix it, and I think I did because I'm pretty fucking stoned. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so that's that. Uh, big doings uh, for the world of us horror geeks. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard about Shutter? Mm-hmm. Like, 
Double D or double T? Uh, double T, I think. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Why'd you have to go and fucking... Asking the hard questions. Why'd I have to go and make things so complicated? <clears throat> Did we... Yeah, that album Did was a big switch? part of my high school career. <laughs> Did we switch personalities <laughs> no. to Where you're making the puns or the stupid shit? You're not the stupid shit, man. Oh, man. Uh, two T's. I, I don't know. Wait, no. <laughs> Just flip a coin. Oh, uh, why'd you have to ask that? Um, <laughs> I'm guessing it's DD. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. S U S S S H U D D E R. Have you heard about this? Uh no. It's actually really big news. Okay. As, as difficult as it f- for, is for me to get out. We need ventilation in, in this room, I think is the problem. I'm fe- I feel so trapped. <laughs> the walls the walls I'm turning into Vincent Price from uh uh, the tingler it's the acid <laughs> um yeah it's AMC okay uh pl- planning it's already in a beta test stage which I'm really bummed that I wasn't chosen to be part of the beta test of course uh they are launching the Netflix of horror oh yes turning their uh once a year monthly monster fest right into a streaming orgasmic, wonderful answer to my prayers. Okay. Um, <clears throat> right now they have over 200. I haven't seen any titles. Okay. But I'm guessing that you'll be able to stream AMC original stuff, like if you need to get a Walking Dead fix. Sure. And uh, what are the spinoff to Walking Dead? Walking Dead 2 Electric Boogaloo? Yep. Might That's as well it. be. It was pretty stupid, wasn't it? It was like Fear the Walking Dead? Yeah. Terrible title. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Walking Dead is not as good as you people think. <sighs> and anyway. Fear the Walking Dead will be as bad as you expect. Probably. Yeah. But you know me. I just sit around hating everything. That's true. Uh, the cool thing, though, uh, is once it goes full, uh, actually, I urge anyone to check out the um, the homepage for okay. it because it's got a really cool thing going. Um. I don't know if it's Shutter.com, but I don't have any information. Big doings um, on this thing that we know nothing about. AMC Networks, producers of the acclaimed television shows Mad Men, Helen Wheels, and Halt and Catch Fire, is getting ready to announce a, now, uh, a new over-the-top streaming service dedicated to the art of the horror film. Shutter went into closed beta testing earlier this week when AMC quietly began sending invites to viewers who requested them using a pre-launch page. The network reportedly intends to offer a two-month free trial at the launch. Oh, shit. Two months. Damn. That's like 62 days, depending on the month. Right. Um, after which, the service will cost <clears throat> five bucks a month. Oh, that's nothing. Or, I like this even more, I wish Netflix offered this, because honestly, there are times when I lose my <coughs> Netflix because I, I have no money right. in my checking account, and they go to take it out, and it's not there. But, I, but the, okay, so... Shutter is going to be five bucks a month or fifty bucks a year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I would much rather pay fifty bucks. Yeah, at once, just and one then, and done, and then know that I have a year of it. You know? That's that's a that's a really good idea. Uh, as of now, Shutter's on-demand catalog contains more than two hundred horror flicks from around the world, 
including such all-time classics as The Tale of Two Sisters and Let the Right One In. Mm-hmm. These movies can be accessed either directly via curated lists containing different titles with similar themes. There will also be a 24-7 linear feed for those who want a more TV-like experience. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm They've totally got their shit that. together. Will they, will they have, like, uh, an app, or is this all web-based? Shutter only works. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Shutter only works from within a browser at this time, but dedicated apps for major mobile platforms and popular streaming devices are in the works. Yeah. AMC has yet to announce a launch date for the service, which is based on the same Dream Fever online platform that already powers the network's Sundance Now uh, product. Well, I was about to say, I mean, it'd be cool if there was, like, a PS3 app, because that's what I watch all my shit on. But, I mean, there's also a web browser on the PS3, so that might work through yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure it would. Um, oh, fuck yes. Yeah, I, I would love to see them offer, like, uh, like full episode reruns of Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs. Oh, yes. You know, shit like that at the drive-in so you stuff. You finally watch uh, Project Metal Beast again. <laughs> <laughs> at long last! <laughs> But no, that's like the biggest news that I've heard uh, in a while. Definitely since yeah. the last podcast. That's what I should have Kane Hodder sign. Is a poster from Project Metal Beast. <laughs> <clears throat> the classic. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. When I was a kid and I was like, oh, there's a werewolf movie where the werewolf is part cyborg? All right. Sign me up. Before you go-go. Um, nah, doesn't work. Sorry. I'll just go. <laughs> Um. So that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. It's been fun. To the uh, show. Yeah. What was this episode? Oh yeah, good question. Eleven? Twelve? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. This is episode eleven. It is. Yeah. Double pennies. We call it. Do we? <laughs> <clears throat> uh. Yeah, we do. Right. Um. You uh, returned a movie today that I had actually forgotten that you had. Yeah. And I will be watching it after you leave tonight, I'm yeah. certain, uh, because I forgot about it. Uh, what did you think of Sundown, A Vampire in Retreat? Well, let me let me start by saying I'm not sure what I expected, but I did not get what I expected. <laughs> um in a good way or a bad way? Oh, in a good way. Like I guess I like well, I knew it's not it would quite be a, on your within warning scale, <laughs> or without warning scale. Uh-huh. Where does this fall? Uh, on the better side. Okay. <laughs> right. um, no, I uh, I really dug it. I, I guess I just didn't like. I knew it would be cheesy, obviously, but I didn't know it was going to be as straight up comedy as it yeah, is. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun, dude. Yeah, like, I really love. Like just movie. that opening scene. Where the old man just backhands the, yeah, yeah. the yuppie's head right off his shoulders. That was cool. Um, I love that guy, M. Emmett Walsh. Yep. He's a great character actor yep. from Fletch. Yeah. And uh, he's Dr. Jellyfinger. Like Fletch. everything from the 80s and 90s, really. Yeah, totally. Uh, Blood Simple, he's amazing in the, the Coen Brothers' first movie, Blood Simple. I've never seen that one. You should check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you've got Bruce Campbell and David Carradine. A very young, very skinny Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Um, as what was his name like Anton Van Helsing something, or something like that? Of, he's of the of the Van Helsing lane, right? Um, no, it was it was fantastic. Were you able to pair it up with Dead and Breakfast? I was not. Oh, bummer. No, no. You're, you're still going to enjoy uh, Dead and Breakfast. Oh, I'm sure I will. I recently uh, had a marathon of the three Reanimator films. Oh, nice. I, I hadn't watched Bride or Beyond in quite a while. 
they're, they're much better than I, I think I originally. I always liked them, but I right. think they're a little better than I originally gave them credit for. You know, I um, back when I first started watching Netflix, back when I did like the actual disc Netflix. Oh yeah, um, I was never. Uh, I wasn't a member then. Oh I didn't yeah, join until streaming. Oh yeah. okay. Like I joined when streaming was starting, uh-huh. but you could also still do disc. I think you can. You can still do disc. I think actually. so. Yeah. Um, for some reason, but I started. Uh, I got all of the reanimator movies like back to back to back nice um the first one's obviously fantastic yeah i really can't say that i remember like anything from the second one i was very much the same way yeah. i hadn't wa- i think it's one of those movies that if you don't watch it often it kind of falls from your memory yeah because i've seen it a lot i've seen it at least 20 times right um but every time i go back to rewatch it i'm like fuck i don't remember this, this right is pretty fucking good yeah um, I, li- I liked Beyond, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. Um, I liked Beyond a lot. I I, I, um, I like the changed setting. I thought the like in the prison was a cool idea. And for me, being such a fan of the of Jeffrey Combs as Herbert West, right? The intense build up to finally seeing him get back in the white shirt with the tie, <laughs> and yep. then spoiler alert at the end when he when he walks out. And you just start hearing the opening strains of that reanimator theme. Yep. And he flips the eyeball into the grass. And, oh, it's just, it's worth it just for that buildup. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it really have you can't ever, <laughs> have you ever heard? No, have you ever actually read H.P. Lovecraft's oh, Beyond yes. Reanimator? Oh, but, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm. Uh, That's a good one. Um, okay, well, I'll go ahead and, and let you know what your um, what your pitch is because you're pitching, hmm. and it ties into this. Uh, Ian, we were able to get Stuart Gordon to agree. Oh shit! To come back and direct Reanimator Four. Okay, what's it going to be about? Oh fuck! So that's going to be your pitch at the end of the film. I kind of like that way. Instead of having to do a completely original thing. Like, where would you take something that was left off? Oh, god damn. All right. So you have a good hour and a half, probably, sure. to think about this. But have you? did you ever hear or see the video, uh, the official music video for Beyond Reanimator? No. Oh, Ian. <laughs> you are in for a treat. <laughs> I, I will show you the full... I urge everyone to look this up, and I'm not going to um, upset everyone by playing the full song right now. But I will give you a taste, and after the podcast, I will show you the video because okay. it is fantastically terrible. <laughs> it's by a, a guy called Doctor Reanimator. Oh, and it's a it's a, a definitely soon soon to be. This movie came out years ago. It's a uh, classic. It's up there with. Uh, have you seen it? Ooh, I mean, um, if that's not praise, I don't know what it is. Yeah, so I'm, uh, if it'll fucking start any minute now. Uh, here you go. Come on, boys and girls. Come a little closer. I'm the reanimator. Is this a rat video? <laughs> Come on. Feel it, feel it. Oh, my God. Reanimate your feet. I'm dancing. No one can see except the end. And it's a sight to behold. Um, this was an official thing? Yep. It's on the DVD. Oh, my God. Nope. Oh, 
This is painful. Awesome. Wait till you see the guy. Let me green, give you some green color and you will ask for more. I wish everyone could see the disdain on Ian's face right now. I'm gonna stop it soon, I promise. Wow. Yeah, reanimate your feet. Was that uh, Antonio Banderas? No, it looks kind of like, uh, I can't remember the actor's name. I want to say a Ted McGinley, uh, who, <laughs> who was the, uh, the lead jock villain in, Retur- in Revenge of the Nerds. Holy shit. And the neighbor on Married with Children. Okay. The second husband. Right. Yeah. He wow. looks like that guy. Okay. You, everybody's already seen it. You're going to see it soon. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's going to be your pitch is, uh, you're going to have to wow Stuart Gordon because he's going to direct it if it's good enough. But then again, keep in mind what his idea for Reanimator 4 was. So it's not that uh, it's not that high a fucking uh, watermark. Okay. Uh, his idea, do you know about it? No. Oh, it's uh, House of Reanimator. Okay. It was back during the Bush presidency. Okay. His, which it's kind of funny, but it's just from Stuart Gordon, I wouldn't expect something an idea so dated. Right. Uh, Bush dies, and they call in Herbert West to reanimate him. Or Cheney dies. One of the two die, and they call in Herbert West to reanimate him. Right. Yeah, but uh, they had William H. Macy signed on to play the president. That's awesome. Uh, and it just fell apart. I'm not sure why, but yeah. So, um, I, I, well, I, yeah, I watched the reanimator movies. <laughs> what do you, what's up with you? What else did you watch? Uh, you watched something else. I only watched uh, one other thing this week. I haven't been home much. Um, I watched the movie that we recast this week. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah. we're doing, which was your, uh, so this is the first time you've chosen the recast. I think it I is. Think. Yeah. And I liked it. I had a really good time yeah. recasting. You sound uh, surprised. Dead Alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dead Alive, the Peter Jackson classic. Right. AKA Brain Dead. Yes. Um, yeah, I had a really good time recasting this movie. Yeah, me too. Um, and it's not surprised that you would choose a movie that would be fun to recast. I just, <laughs> did it when I sat down. I didn't expect Dead Alive recasting to be as much fun as it was. Yeah, and not as difficult. Yeah, like I really kind of was able to to snap to it. Yeah. Now you recast a couple more characters than I did. I did, but I recast uh, the writer and director of the <laughs> film, so maybe it'll even out. Okay. Um, I don't. I, I, this, my problem is all I do is watch horror movies. Right. Uh, like every night, right? Uh, even if they're just on in the background, so I, I have yeah. a hard time remembering exactly what I've watched. I did rewatch the um, Nightmare on Elm Street documentary. Okay, the Never, Never Sleep, Sleep Again. Again. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, the same guys that made the um, Crystal Lake Memories. Okay, like eight hour Friday right. the Thirteenth documentary with like thirteen commentary tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just as good. So it's really uh, worth checking out. Hmm. Um. Anything else? What, what's what? Uh, 
I haven't really watched anything else, to be honest. Do we call out other podcasts on this show? Should I? Because I have a real, like, a, kind of a burning hatred for a horror podcast that's out there. I mean, we don't, but we certainly can. I mean, should we try? I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't listen to any other horror podcast because this is obviously the only one I need to listen to. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. On it's it's the okay on dispatches from the weird. Mm-hmm. They don't know it, but my fucking like mortal enemy is a podcast called Film Sack. Okay, they're the fucking worst. They they essentially make fun of really good movies. Oh, I think you've like called them out on dispatches yeah, before. I have. I've okay. called them out definitely. Yeah, because they talk shit about like Big Trouble in Little China yeah, and yeah. like Evil Dead Day Two. Of the Dead. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, so the, I have that for right. We belong dead now. I have a, 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 an enemy that I can't stop listening to. You're just hate listening. It's, I am. I yeah. really am. Oh, fuck it. They're called Werewolf, Ambu- uh, Werewolf Ambulance, which is a great title. Mm-hmm. And they have a really cool uh, logo. I'll give, them, I'll give them all this. Right. That's where it ends. That didn't take long. Look, here's the thing. I don't... I, I try to say at least once during every episode of We Belong Dead that... Uh, that we do not consider ourselves horror experts. Right. What you hear from us is solely opinion mm-hmm. and could be wrong. Right. Facts that we give could be wrong. And if and if these guys would do that, I, I wouldn't hate them as much. <laughs> but they it's it's a guy and a girl and they Oh, well, there's your problem. Kind of present themselves as scholars. Uh um but they do exactly what film sec does is they pick apart these really amazing okay some of these movies if you're like a film snob mm-hmm. i can understand you picking them apart sure but if you represent yourself as a fan of horror as a horror geek then you're wrong some of the <laughs> movies they've torn apart nightmare on elm street jesus uh silent night deadly night okay Phantom of the Paradise, Ghost Ship, The Blair Witch Project, Return of the Living Dead, Kill List, Creep Show, Fright Night, what? Suspiria, uh, Reanimator. Bastards. Uh, I, I, I say listen, like go to their podcast and find your favorite film. Because it's on there. And listen to that one. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and hate them along with me. Okay. They're just so snobby. Yeah. They're the the character that I sometimes play on here, the if you're worth your weight in salt type of thing. Right. Uh the one movie that they've done that they that they were like they praised. Mm-hmm. God, this angered me so much. It was the Exorcist. Was uh The Craft. What? Yeah. Huh. yeah that's their logo. That's kinda cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh I just I don't know. I don't mean to like pick a fight or try to start a war with these guys, but like I want I just I hope we don't come off the way they do. Right. Uh which is insanely pretentious <laughs> and it's so, it's so thin to be able to look through their veil of wrong facts and right. shit. They did a Friday the 13th. I think it was part 7 maybe. The one with the girl with the telekinetic powers. <laughs> right. Uh tore it apart, but the guy starts going on about like facts about Kane Hodder and he's like uh, Kane Hodder who played uh, Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 mm-hmm. I'm like no he fucking didn't 
He just didn't. Right. You can't pass that off as fact. Yeah. This is like atheism for me. Like, I'm so passionate <laughs> about it. Um, do you have anything else? Is there any news that, that you heard of? Um, heard I mean, I sent you... Uh, I delete all that shit. Right, it's true. Which clearly, you never respond to it, so... <laughs> um, I sent you a trailer for... Um, I did Oh, the, the final girl? Or? Yeah. What'd you think? I didn't watch the trailer. Okay. I read the article. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I like that. Like, if you see the, if you watch the trailer, like the visual style of it is very interesting. Okay. Um, I like Ab- Abigail Breslin. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I got no problem with her. Um, something about it. Also, just, like that she's over eighteen now, but you know, that's, uh, like the idea is there. these like. Uh, Dudes in high school kidnap the new girl and set right. her loose in the woods to right. hunt her. Like, and that's like their thing. Like, there's, I mean, they're serial killers. They do it on a regular basis, right? And they get like the new girl in town, not realizing that the new girl. It looks like she's like maybe not government trained, but trained by some organization to take out these type Al-Qaeda, of people. Yes, ISIS. Uh, and she's trained by trained by Wes Bentley. Yeah, Wes Bentley. Now, is that a country singer? Yep. Um... I mean, he's been in some genre films. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, though. Did you see? Did you see the Ghost Rider movie? Yeah, yeah. With okay. Cage. Yeah, yeah. He's um, Blackheart. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. All right. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I should probably use him in a cat recast sometime. I kind of like him. If you must. Yeah. Um, Zombievers is streaming on Netflix. Yeah. Have you watched it? I haven't yet. I haven't either. I've I, heard it's surprisingly good. I Did you talk to Ben about it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He told me as well. He's like, I... He said that he didn't expect much, and uh, but, <laughs> was, but was uh, blown away. <laughs> like, he, he thought it was a great, great flick. A lot of fun. So, I don't know. I mean, I'll give it a I'm shot. I'm going to watch it. It's, it's in my queue. Sure. Um. Oh, uh, we should shout out the uh, Mondo Blu-ray Steelbooks that are coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Available soon yeah. at uh, Target. Yeah. Something Some of Mondo, them. Something Mondo is putting out is going to be available at your local Target. Yeah, that's reason enough to celebrate, right? Uh, but yeah, they're putting out Steelbooks, and all of them are really, really boss. The only ones that we get at Target in America are the thing which, which i already pre-ordered because yeah. goddamn it looks gorgeous yeah it does and i don't have it on blu-ray yet so oh good. yeah um flash gordon <laughs> which looks awesome <laughs> which looks great don't fuck with flash gordon man and uh Shaun of the dead yeah which also looks awesome but i would be at this point triple dipping and i i just I, mm. like if it was like 15 bucks that'd be I'm one thing on. but they're 25 bucks a pop which still isn't bad at all yeah um, but, uh, I just can't do it. I just can't. Um, I'm too cheap. And then there's some other ones that are coming out, like, in Canada. Like, there's one for Dread that looks fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, did you see Dread? I didn't. It's really, really good. It's on Netflix. You Is should, you should watch it. Better than the Stallone one? Uh, I mean, it falls, like, short by that much. No, it's, it's great. Carl Urban, another person I should use utilize. Another country singer. Yeah. I should uh, utilize in our recast more often because I, I really dig him as well. He did a great job as as uh, Dread. If you say so. I do. 
but yeah, the covers of all the steel books are uh, Mondo posters. Mm-hmm. I also found out there's something already available, a Mondo Steelbook at uh, Target. Of? The first season of True Detective. What? Yeah. Fuck. I already own... There's no way I'm rebuying that. They, like, I'm look sorry. Look at the cover. You, you might. All right, I will. Uh, <laughs> Have you also seen from Mondo, they are uh, releasing an, uh, a, a statuette of uh, the first sketch of Hellboy? That Mike Magnolia, Magnolia, Magnolia uh, ever drew. Really? Yeah. There's a full color one, and then there's a limited edition black and white one, so it looks exactly like the drawing. Oh, that's cool. It's kind of badass, but they're up in the 200 range. Whew. So I won't be getting that. No. But think about me for Christmas, guys. <laughs> I want it. Oh, God. Yeah, that covers pretty... Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking... Ah. Uh. No, I can't. I can't do it. You should, though. I mean, look at that cover. Ah, fuck. And do you own a TV show, Steelbook? I don't. Wouldn't you want True Detective to be your first? Fuck you, Richie. <laughs> I mean, it's only 35 bucks too. That's not yeah, bad. No, not bad no, no, no. Unless I can sell my original one to somebody for at least 15 <laughs> um, I can't do it. But for the listeners, if you want <laughs> my copy of the Blu-ray in, pr- <laughs> in pristine condition for 15 we'll bucks, We'll sign it. Yeah. There, there you go. <laughs> Um, fuck. I uh, my splurge for this paycheck was pretty good. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. Um, getting the uh, Arrow video Blu-ray release of Brian Usna's underrated classic Society, um, which you just watched a trailer for. I did. It's. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I. Uh, I would watch that movie for sure. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know what the fuck I watched in that trailer. <laughs> um. But yeah, I well maybe we'll do a streamatorium. Uh, uh, there you go. Or like I don't know, we we need to come up with something. I guess we'll just call them like we belong to commentary tracks or something. Because I noticed on Airport Road they've been doing some streamatoriums and not calling them streamatoriums. Yeah. So I guess if if, it, if Ben and I together aren't involved, it's not actually a streamatorium. Okay. But we'll we'll do some commentaries. But the, yeah, that would be a fun one. Society. Yeah. Uh, and then I took advantage. I had a free shipping coupon from uh, Scream Factory, whose T-shirt I'm wearing. Uh, sponsor us! <laughs> I don't understand what's wrong with you. I paid for this T-shirt. I'm happy I paid for it. <laughs> and I just gave you some more business. I ordered. Uh, I pre-ordered I Madman, which is. Um, I need to stop looking at this. Which is one of those uh, that I always go to. One of those uh, top five from my childhood right. that were important. Um, and uh, I ordered, which I didn't even realize they released. I'm kind of disappointed in myself. <laughs> it came out a month or so ago. Um, Jeff Burr's classic, From a Whisper to a Scream, starring Vincent Price. Late in his career, but he's fantastic. In it. Right. It's an anthology, a really good anthology. And as I was telling Ian beforehand, I like to buy anything that Jeff Burr has done uh, that comes out because I feel like he's the Charlie Brown of the horror genre. He's... He's, he tries so hard, and, like, people shit all over everything he's done. He's the guy that directed uh, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Um, you know what? Let's make him our director tonight. Okay. I actually meant to ask you about that. Jeff yeah. Burr tribute. Um, but I, I thought it was so sweet that the exclusive that Scream Factory's offering is uh, a sell from the film, which is cool. I hope it's a, of Vincent. Um, 
and a handwritten uh, letter, a thank you note from the director Jeff Burr. Like that's so endearing to me. Oh yeah. Uh, so I went ahead and did that. So those are the three splurges that I made this week. Uh, have you? Did you uh, have a splurge at all? Uh, other than uh, the pre-order of the Thing Blu-ray, um, what else did I do? No, I think that's it. Let me check my Amazon. I've, I've bought a bunch of shit recently. Um, <laughs> I just can't remember if any of it's horror-related. Oh, I bought the uh, um, Funko Pop of... Um, Of that guy. Um, fuck. You alright over there? Yeah, I'm fine. Wish <laughs> uh, we would get through your fucking shit. Of Captain Spaulding. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I can have Sid Haig sign his head at Scarce of Care. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um, and okay, I, and I bought that, uh, I did buy that, like, Korean or whatever uh, poster from uh, American Werewolf in London oh, to have awesome. David Naughton sign. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I still may have to buy that other wacky one to give to him yeah, as a I gift. Yeah, I think you should. I really think you should. Yeah. It would help get us an interview. That's true. <laughs> if nothing else. Um, should we go to a song? Sure. Uh, I know I say this every episode, but I wonder if this is going to be a, a shorter than usual. <laughs> it could be. We're it never at, is. We're at 40 minutes. Um, who, did, you, did I go first or did you go first last week? I think you went first. Okay. In which case, you will go first. Hmm. Good, sir. Uh, what do you got for us? Uh, this week, um, the listeners may remember from when we played I know the I do. trailer from Crim- uh, Del Toro's Crimson Peak. Um, which Benicio om- Del Toro? Yep. Um, that joke never gets old. Um, That's me. And uh, really just so psyched for this movie. And uh, there's a cover for a much-beloved song that plays in the background of this trailer. Wow, this is PJ Harvey was doing that? What? This is PJ Harvey? Doing this cover? Uh, if you say so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know who PJ Harvey is. Oh, okay. She's fantastic, but I, I didn't put that together when, oh. when we heard it in the trailer. I would have never guessed it was PJ Harvey. Sorry, go ahead. No, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, it's a cover of uh, Red Right Hand, and uh, it's haunting and beautiful. And uh, enjoy. Take a little walk to the edge of town, go across the tracks where the viaduct looms like a
Was that it? Yeah, that was where it ended. Huh. Um, awesome cover, though. Yeah. From uh, fucking PJ Harvey. I'm still pretty happy about that. Uh, I didn't know she was still around. She's, um, I believe she's done some duets with Nick Cave, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I do know the song uh, Down by the Water. Okay, I know who, who she is now. Okay, cool. Good. Yeah, she did that cover. <laughs> nice. Good to know. Yeah, that movie looks really good. That yeah. song makes me feel like I'm on acid. <laughs> Yeah. Her, her version of it right, uh, makes me feel like I'm on acid because it, it makes me feel like I'm not quite hearing the Nick Cave version right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Richie, I mean, your lifestyle choices are your own, but I don't participate in illicit and legal uh, substances, but I, I could see how you'd come to that conclusion. Yeah, you're missing out, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, as, as we decided before this... Uh, block uh, right before this block we're going to go through the films of jeff burr tonight uh great underdog of the horror genre a guy i would love to get an interview with and i think i'm going to be surprised when i see his filmography because i've, I've <laughs> yeah. seen there's a couple where i'm like oh shit really okay um I mean, Puppet Master 4 and 5? Dude, okay, sure. Uh, Jeff Burr did a couple of films. He did a film in 82 and 87. I don't know those films. And as you know, on this podcast, we skip those. Right. <laughs> Do you know either of those two? I, I don't. All right, in 89, he burst onto the scene with Stepfather 2. The sequel that everyone was clamoring for. Like, it was a good movie. <laughs> Stepfather and Stepfather 2 are good movies. Then he hit hard in 90 and pissed everybody off except me. With uh, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Yeah. Um, a movie that has gotten uh, better for me over time. Okay. Um, a movie that we now know the making of was a complete disaster. Uh, if if you can... I don't think it's out of print. I hope it's not. There's a special edition DVD of it out. Okay. Uh, with a ton of features, including like the whole backstory of the debacle of the making of Chainsaw 3. And a wonderful commentary track that in- includes Jeff Burr. Which is where I fell in love with him, is on this commentary track. Because he's <laughs> such a, a nice guy. Uh, but I urge uh, everyone to pick it up. And if you're a fan of, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you probably already have it. Uh, if not, I'm sure you can get it on Amazon for like... Four bucks, probably. Probably. Um, I'm actually looking it up now. I was thinking you were. That's why I was kind of dragging this out. Uh, Chainsaw 3 is a bit of a mess. Um, But what, aside from, well, arguably, aside from Chainsaw 2, what Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel hasn't been a fucking mess? It's true. Did you see the fourth one? (laughs) Is that the, like, alien one? (laughs) Sort of-ish? Alien? 
It's the one with uh, Renee Zellweger and okay. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I went to Alien, but Which yeah. Which I have a weird soft spot for part four, actually. I've, I openly admit that it's terrible. Uh, but there's something about it. Uh, I think it was where I was in my life and the friend that showed it to me. Right. Um, but yeah, the more I watch three, the more I, I don't despise it. Ken Faree is in it. It's one of Ben's favorites, actually. Is it really? Yeah. Um, um, three is on Amazon on DVD. There's no Blu-ray release yet. Correct. Uh, for $6.23. And it's well worth it. Like I said, it's chock full. And it's as close to a director's cut as... Uh, you'll be able to find. They have the theatrical cut and the director's cut on that. But it's well worth it. I remember it came out back when Best Buy would actually get stuff like that on release day. And I went there and picked it up. And I mean, really, back, really back when Best Buy was worth a shit? Right, yes. And actually had a movie collection? Uh, in 1992, he directed a couple episodes of Land of the Lost. Okay. <laughs> I liked that show when I was a kid. Um, I don't know that I ever saw this is, I guess, an updated version of Land of the Lost. I guess they brought it back. I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. That one I did see as a kid. Yeah. I never watched it. There were, like, dinosaur people and, like, the king of the... Slee stacks were the villains. Nah, I don't... I think they changed it. the original, it. they were. Right. Oh, okay. Um, and they looked like, like, dinosaur men. And if I remember correctly, like, the main baddie had, like, this dagger made out of some magical crystal or some shit. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, in 93, he gave us an underrated gem known as P- Pumpkinhead 2 Blood Wings. Yeah. Now available from Scream Factory. Yeah. It's a good movie. It is. And uh, and if uh, if the childhood horror episodes come out yet, you know that this was uh, in yeah. my list. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought of one that I left off that list. What's that? Whether it's come out yet or not. Um, Shocker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shocker was a big one. Me too, actually. Kid. Yeah. I mean, there's a poster for it adorning the wall of the and studio. And it's coming out from Scream Factory. It is. Uh, very sh- very shortly. They should send it to me to review. They should. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Uh, then in 94 and 95, he gave us back-to-back Puppet Master films, 4 and 5. Uh, I love Full Moon. I don't remember specifically what Puppet Master 4 and Puppet Master 5 right. were. But the Puppet Master series is great. I'll, I'll tell you, I, I've seen a lot of parts of a lot of the Puppet Master movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen more than maybe one of them all the way through. And that's not to shit on them. It's just like that's just the way it worked out. And I've right. never sat down and gone through the whole series, which is at like, what, ten movies now? Yeah, somewhere around there. Is that including like versus demonic toys I and all that? I believe so. Okay. I think most of the... Like, uh, you know, at Halloween, the, like, five packs that right. you get uh, include those. I think I have a, on my Amazon wish list, I have the complete Puppet Master and Killjoy movie collection on DVD. I've heard good things about the Killjoy. For, like, seven uh, bucks. <laughs> the Killjoy series. I've never seen any of them, but yeah. I've heard good things. Um, soon on our website, uh, hopefully, uh, my friend Travis... Um, did a marathon of all of the Puppet Master films in chronological order um, because the releases were like, you know, part four takes place in World War Two. Oh, okay. I got you. So he watched them like... Yeah. Huh. Good man. Interesting. Uh, and he swears to me that he's going to write a review of the uh, the entire experience. I can't wait to read it. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, in '95, mm-hmm. he gave us Night of the Scarecrow, mm-hmm. which I think Scream Factory um, recently put out. I think I've seen that. Yeah, I think you're right. I want to make sure because this Werewolf uh, Ambulance podcast has me all nervous about us putting <laughs> out wrong information. Hey, I mean, as long as we don't act like we're horror scholars, um, right. we'll be okay. We just fucking love it. But, you know, any horror fan worth their salt would know if Night of the Scarecrow came out on Blu-ray yet. You're probably right. <laughs> um, I always used to get Night of the Scarecrow confused with The Town that Dreaded Sundown. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Nope, they didn't. They put out a movie called Scarecrows. Okay. Well, that's why I look familiar. Though. Yep. So I don't know if Night of the Scarecrow is available. But Sorry I again, Mr. Bird. Uh, I remember seeing it uh, like, you know, back in 95 or 96. Mm. Uh, I think it was pretty good. I don't remember a lot from it. Yeah. And I didn't know that he did it. And I'm sad to say that everything that he's done since 95, I don't believe I've seen okay. anything. Um, that, but I, I definitely would like to. I want to see a movie called The Werewolf Reborn. Wait. We need to back up. Okay. Because we need to talk about something from my childhood. Okay. He directed three episodes of Big Bad Beetleborgs. <laughs> I, I don't know that that's a thing. Yeah. So, Big Bad Beetleborgs um, was uh, a very clear, like, Power Rangers ripoff. I'm going to take this moment to eat some Skittles because I'm not going to be on the mic for a while. <laughs> this seems really like a passion of yours. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even remember that much, but I remember I loved it. Um Basically, a ripoff of of the Power Rangers, and uh, instead of dinosaurs, they had like big beetle mechs, of course. And I seem to recall, like, if you see the picture for it, there's definitely like a picture of like a Dracula ripoff character. And I, I can't remember how that was involved. Like, I feel like it was almost like like a side. Those are thing. from the Jeff Burr episodes, right? And. <laughs> And it's like maybe it's like a little side thing, like like here's the main thing with the Beetleborgs, and at the end, like here's a little like three minute short oh, funny yeah, thing, okay, yeah. you know. Um, I, I, I I remember digging it though. I, I'm gonna have to look up look that up. Um, but yeah, we can move on now. That's all I had to say. Uh, I have no clue what Johnny Misto Boy Wizard is. Yeah, no, so. idea. but in '98 he did the Werewolf Reborn, which I, have, I know nothing about, with but. an exclamation point. But it's a werewolf movie. Um, something called Straight Into Darkness sounds promising. Sure. Frankenstein and the Werewolf Reborn! With an exclamation point, I would watch. Sure. Devil's Den. Mm. Have you seen this? No. I haven't either. Um, but back when I worked at, um, Replay Games back in the day, and I I brought this up a couple times working there, but this was also... Yeah, we know. (laughs) Big time. Um, working at a... We're going to have a Kmart version of GameStop. Um, <laughs> that sounds like the perfect <laughs> fucking job. Um, this was one that was in there on regular rotation because like, we sold used movies. Oh, right. And it's got the great Devin Sawa in it. So. I hate that kid. And, Idle uh, Hands is the only thing I can watch him in. And Kelly Hugh from you know Jason Takes Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken Faree is in it. Hmm. If I remember correctly, it's like... Devin Sawa and his other like burnout friend go to like a, a, a strip club and it turns out that it's like run by monsters or something. Sounds about right. As 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 you do, um, but that's all I know. 
Um, do me a favor, and I'm sitting in front of a computer, but I'm asking you to do this. Hmm. Look up how much Blood Creek is on Amazon. Okay. I really kind of want to buy that again. I, I went to watch it because it was, we watched, we, we, we talked about, about it last yeah. week. And uh, I went to watch it, and apparently I don't have it anymore. Hmm. So that's a bummer. Uh, um, DVD for eight seventy eight. Nice. Really good movie. Yeah. Michael Fassbender. Or it's on uh, Amazon uh, Prime. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I'll just stream it. Yeah. Do you have Prime? I do. Watch this fucking movie. All right. <laughs> I will. Uh, in 2007, he co-directed as Andrew Quint a movie called Mil Mascaris vs. the Aztec Mummy, which I would love to see because I love the uh, like Santos-type uh, monster wrestling films. Yeah, I'm, do- I'm down for sure. Uh, Resurrection in 2010 sounds like something that I would watch. Wait, is that? Hold on. I want to see if this is the movie that I think it is. What, Resurrection? Yeah. It isn't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, 2011, he did Gun of the Black Sun. I don't know. And 2012, a TV movie that sounds, that has the beige title, Tornado Warning. Uh, that doesn't sound that good, but I, I love you, Jeff Burr. And if, if you're listening and this gets to you somehow, I would love to, uh, record a conversation with you and just talk about your entire career because I feel like uh, you deserve more than what uh, genre fans and the genre have given you. Yeah. Um, You may want to check out Gun of the Black Sun. I'm looking at the summary here. Uh, A Nazi Luger pistol from World War II with dark and mystical powers reemerges in modern-day Bucharest and is taken to London. En route, it falls into the hands of a media mogul intent on using its power to bring the return of the Fourth Reich through technology and music. Let's do it, man. Yeah, yeah that sounds pretty great. I'm going to look that one up on Amazon, too. Fuck um, yeah. There was a series of movies that I've been meaning to ask you if you had seen. And I can't, I can't remember the fucking title um okay gun of the black sun is not on amazon which is strange maybe it never came out on dvd it's possible hmm silence Silence. alright I, I do an amazon search for gun of the black sun and all that comes up is uh, black tank tops that say "Suns out, guns out." <laughs> nice. That makes me want to kill myself. So we gonna be wearing at the con. Oh. Ugh. Outpost, the Outpost movies. No, they're really good. There are three of them, and all three of are them three? are really enjoyable. Yeah, there's uh, Outpost. Uh, Outpost Black Sun mm-hmm. and Outpost Rise of the Spetsnets, I believe it was Okay. Called. The Russians get involved. Um, They're really fun. Yeah, the first uh, one has Ray Stevenson in it, who yeah, I dig. Yeah, Who did a really good job in a really shitty Punisher movie. Yep. I, I couldn't agree more. I would yeah. love to see him cast in a remake of the Tom Jane Punisher movie. Sure. <laughs> like, I like Tom Jane, don't get me wrong. Right. But this dude looks like fucking the... Cartoon the the comic. Well, Punisher. when they called it Punisher Warzone, I mean, it fits that he's like an older, more like grizzled Punisher. Yeah. You know, he's the Punisher, right? <laughs> um, 
Oh, speaking of the Punisher and talking about The Walking Dead earlier. Mm-hmm. All right, have you watched the Daredevil uh, no, series I yet? I've okay. Heard good things. Well, and it, I was busy uh, binging Orange Is the New Black season three. <laughs> Sadly, that's not a lot. Were lie. you Were you drinking re- red wine while you were watching? <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, Laura Prepon, or however you say her name, mm-hmm. though. Goddamn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> so season two, uh, they're already putting it together. Uh, Jason Statham has been slated to possibly play Bullseye. Okay. Which I'm okay with. I can with. see that. And they've cast Frank Castle. Punisher is going to be in oh, season two. Oh, I heard. Two. I and remember. the guy who plays Shane on The Walking Dead. Right, yeah. Uh, ben was telling me Which that. I'm okay with. Like, he's not my first choice, but it's it's a good, it's a yeah. good choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I need. I've heard that that show is really good. Right, Walking Dead? Daredevil. Ugh, Walking Dead. <laughs> Snap out of it, guys. I don't know how you got so fucking hypnotized. Sorry. That was that was cute. You almost kind of rhymed there. You know what? <laughs> I have a, a certain power over you now that I have just learned about. Come on, boys and girls. Come a little closer. I'm the reanimator. You got anything else to say? No, I want to keep silence when you hear this whole goddamn thing. What's that? I can't hear you! Everyone listening to this in their car (laughs) fucking hates you right now. (laughs) You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, Alright, we've got... uh, Okay, what do we do next? Do we do my song and then we do the trailer? Do we do the trailer, then do the recast, then do my song, then do the pitch? Yes. So trailer is next. Right. You chose tonight's trailer. Did I? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, which is a movie that I absolutely love. Um, and please <laughs> email us at webelongdeadpod at gmail.com uh, and request a trailer that you would like to have us play and uh, give us a little bit of a backstory on why you picked it. Uh, this is a movie that I love. I don't know that the trailer is going to make much sense, <laughs> just audio, but uh, why don't you uh, fill everybody in on what you picked and why. Yeah, uh, this, uh, this movie is... Um like we always talk about like underrated horror movies yeah and we can go on and on about that in general um but one that really for no good reason does like no one knows about it seems and you can't find the dvd for any less than like 30 bucks i can can you yeah it's upstairs oh fuck you um and um you know hopefully i can i can hope screen factor needs to needs to do it like they need to come out with their their version oh that would be great um but uh cemetery get get, uh joel robinson to do a new uh cover art yeah oh that'd be great yeah but uh yeah cemetery man it's a great flick really really good um you know darkly funny um with some genuine like gore and and creepy elements um weird ending <laughs> i don't yeah. know if you remember that um uh his sidekick also which they couldn't in the comic it was groucho marx right <laughs> and uh, they couldn't get the rights to do it so they got this uh obese uh italian guy this yeah. is like a an, an american italian amalgamation film that, right or british italian it's mostly italian right right uh but it's wonderful but the guy that they got is his uh, what's his name nyogi something like that yep Looks like an obese Jim Norton. Okay. Yeah, I can totally see that. Anyway, go on. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, no, it, it's just uh, yeah. We got an email. I'm just excited. Oh, did you? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it now, okay. next. But uh, uh, yeah, Cemetery Man. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's amazing, and the, the trailer hopefully isn't fan made <laughs> or in Italian. I don't know how the epidemic started. All I know is that some people on the seventh night after their death come back to life. I call them returners. <laughs> I've got a helper, Nagi. On his ID card, it reads, Distinctive Visible Marks, or The Most Beautiful Living Woman I Have Ever Seen. The cemetery's small, but it's got a marvellous ostery. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, I can't. Why on your poor husband's grave, huh? We would have liked to know. Well, oh. I've always been so understanding. That's life. He came back to the dead, he raped her, and then bit her to death. Is it true what they say? Does the dead come back to life here at night? Go away. I haven't got time for the living. How sweet. Yeah. Please talk. I'd like to marry now. Not as long, dear, as I've got a breath in my body. All right. Good stuff. I love that movie. What's that uh, actor's name? Um, He's like a really well-known guy. Like kind of a heartthrob. Right. Um, I'm bringing it up now. Um, Rupert Everett. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so everyone should watch Cemetery Man. You're probably going to have to download it or borrow it from me. Uh, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, we got uh, viewer mail. Or listener mail. We do. From uh, our good buddy on Twitter, Robbie, uh, dropped us a line saying, uh, will you watch this movie and what do you think about it? Yeah. And uh, it's called The Nightmare, Mm -hmm. which, uh, as luck would have it, Harmontown just discussed, which is a podcast that we listen to, uh, the great Dan Harmon, who I had a dream about the other night. Did you? The night that... uh, Was it hot? No, no, no. The night that Ben and I uh, got stoned over at my dad's pool, <laughs> I sound like a rich kid. Uh, my family's not rich, and part of it is because we bought a pool. <laughs> um, um, but it's like the thing my dad takes pride in is his like setup in the backyard of this. It's really, it's very paradise like. Nice. Um, you were invited, but chose not to come by. Right. Um, yeah. But that night, whenever I go swimming and get high, that night I have odd dreams. 
Okay. And I had this bizarre dream that uh, Ben and I were hanging out in my dad's pool, stoned, and somebody came walking in through the gate in the backyard, mm-hmm. and we couldn't tell who it was, and we were kind of freaking out because it was like 2 in the morning, and it turns out it was Dan Harmon. Nice. And he just gets in the pool, and we start shooting the shit. And out. It was awesome. That would, that would was be so, awesome. Nothing yeah. happened in the dream. Right. It was just we hung out stoned in a pool with Dan Harmon, which is... What else do you need? My birthday is in April, guys. Right. So let's make it happen. <laughs> well, April will be kind of cold. But, uh, yeah, The Nightmare, it's this sleep paralysis documentary, right? right. Um, and it's and, and I need to edit myself. I, of course, we didn't air this part of the conversation, so I really <laughs> don't need to. Uh, I thought it was by the people who did Cropsy, and it's not. Oh, bummer. Yeah. They have something new out, though, don't they? Uh, I mean, one of the guys who directed it also directed something from the ABCs of Death, too. Um of course, room two thirty seven, which um, I didn't care for actually. Right, um, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I can see how you know your complaint would be valid that they're really they get to the point where they're really reaching on their uh, conspiracy theories. Yes, yeah, they really do. Um, but no, I, I really want to. I want to check out the nightmare um, about like creepy shit that happens to people who, who suffer from consistent sleep paralysis. I've had it before. I have not, and it's I hope terrifying. I don't. Yeah, I it's hear, really terrifying. Like, do you see like the apparitions that they talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but never to the extent that what like Dan was talking about, where it would like show up like on your chest or whatever. right. But always across the room, there's like some shadowy figure like moving around. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's terrifying. How long? How like do you have? It, have you had it multiple times? Yeah, I think I've had it happen so much that I don't really freak out about it anymore. Really. How, I mean, like I do it first, but then, I, then you like know in what's my up. slightly conscious state, I start thinking, "Oh, this is that fucking shit that happens every right now and then. This sucks." And then I just close my eyes. Now, kind of sleep my way through. I'm sure time is kind of a fluid theory when this mm-hmm. happens. But how long does it? Do you think it lasts? Because this is actually really intriguing to me. Um, it feels like eternity, but it's probably only five minutes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I haven't stayed awake during it in a long time. Like when I was a kid, it Mm -hmm. used to happen and I would get terrified. And not as much how they were talking about how you're trying to scream, Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to move. And you can't. I mean, that in and of itself. Focusing on my, like, fingers. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, if I can just fucking, like, feel a finger move, then I'll know that I can move. Right. And go ahead and do it. But I just can't, like, will myself to... It's it's terrible. It's gotta be awful. Jesus it Christ. Is. Yeah. I don't um I don't wish it on anyone. Hey, don't recommend it. No. But yeah, it happened a lot when I was a kid and then it, it actually started happening again a couple of years ago maybe. Yeah. Not quite as often, maybe three or four times a year. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's terrifying. I'll watch it. Yeah, I didn't know until the Harmontown thing that there was a documentary about it out. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely have to check it out. Uh, Killer Legends is the documentary that it's from 2014 from the director of Cropsey. Okay. It's oh, that's what they do, like Urban Legends. Yeah, I like, haven't watched it yet, but I really enjoyed Cropsey. Yeah. Is that still on Netflix? Because I, I, I I've so, meant to yeah. watch it and I haven't gotten around to it yet. I think it is, yeah. Okay. Um, so thanks, Robbie. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about it? You didn't send us your thoughts. You sent me someone <laughs> else's review, but 
Uh, let me know what you thought about it. And anybody else listening, we belong deadpod at gmail.com. Uh, what do we do here? Is this the recast? Yes. Recast my song pitch. Yep. Wow. Hour 12. Wow. We're moving right along. Doing man. pretty we, well. We yeah. might have found the two hour cap. <laughs> uh, as we said earlier, um, Ian's choice for recast this week, uh, brilliant choice. Uh, Peter Jackson's uh, classic Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead. Yeah. Um, also, a film I would love to see Scream Factory. Oh, totally yeah. With Joel Robinson. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, like we said, uh, you recast a couple more characters than I did, mm-hmm. but I chose a writer and director <laughs> for it. So uh, where do you want to start? Uh, well, I'll start with someone that I'm quite certain that you did not recast. Okay. Um, I actually recast uh, Paquita's parents. Oh, wow. Um, mostly because, um, well, let, let me let me just go with the casting first. Um, the Sanchez mother, mm-hmm. some old Hispanic woman. <laughs> Sounds good, yeah. Um, because the real meat comes, wow, phrasing, um, when I cast the father. Because Peter Jackson is known for having cameos in his movies. Right. Um, Peter Jackson will not be directing this one. Uh-huh. Um, but he still needs a cameo. So he so needs to be with, uh, Peter Jackson as Paquito's oh. father. So I just thought that'd be a nice little bit of fan service. Yeah, a little wink so. to the to the original. Sure, yeah, yeah. But so yeah. So who you want to do next? <laughs> um wanna do the nurse? Yeah, we can do the nurse. Okay. Did you do the nurse? No. <laughs> I mean, but, did you recast? But damn if I didn't try. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, but I have a. I think I have a good choice for. Her. Okay, I went, uh, and this is because I've been watching Orange Is the New Black. I think <laughs> uh, an actress named Leah Delaria. Mm-hmm. She plays Boo on Orange Is the New Black, who's one of my favorite characters. Okay. Bold, like with a half-shaved head. Okay. Um, but yeah, she's just kind of a tubby. Okay. Um, not quite middle-aged, but older actress. Okay. Uh, who I think would do a really, really good job. Okay. I went in a totally different direction. Yeah, uh, you did. Because uh, um, I, I, I keep meaning to start watching Community. Oh, you need to. And uh, I, I cast Allison Brie as the nurse. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So obviously totally different direction because mm-hmm. Allison Brie is smoking hot. Well, it's a remake, um, so. Right. We can go different directions. Different directions. It's yeah. reimagining. Right. Well, okay. All Real right. quick. What's the difference between a remake and a reimagining? I was afraid you were going to say that. Because I I don't even call things reimagining. It's like they're remakes. The first time I think I heard reimagining was mm-hmm. Rob Zombie mm-hmm. with Halloween. Right. Where he was like demanding that it wasn't a remake but a reimagining. But it is a I remake. I think I get what he's <laughs> talking about is – Look, I think saying that you're doing a reimagining gives you more artistic license to change the original story. Okay. Uh, now, when I think remake, I think of like uh, the Psycho remake that Van Zant did, where it's like like shot for very shot, true to the original. <laughs> yeah, but overall, I, I don't know. Okay, I, I, that's that's my theory is that if you say reimagining, you can get away with more. I mean, that makes sense. I guess. Yeah. I just would. I don't call anything re- a reimagining. It's, it's a fucking remake. I do. Well, you can just go ahead and keep twiddling your mustache while you do it. Uh, where, where do you want to go? Uh, how about Void? Okay. The uh, the greaser zombie. Yeah. 
I'm pretty happy about this. Yeah? This is last minute for me, too. Okay. I forgot about him, and then you mentioned him, and I was like, but, fuck. And there was a guy that I wanted to put in somewhere, but I found somebody better. Okay. So I'm sticking him in. Uh, Void, for me, is going to be played by Mick Taylor. Okay. From the uh, um, uh, Australian... Uh, oh. Son of a bitch. Wolf Creek movies. Right. Yeah. Okay. So totally different direction. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But he's got the mutton chops for it. That's true. That's true he does. <laughs> and I love Mick Taylor. He would make a good less. That's where he was going to be. Oh, okay. Actually. Yeah. Because uh, he also has the mutton chops for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I think I found someone better. Okay. I went with uh, Dominic Cooper. Okay. Who's yeah. he? He's, <laughs> he's going to play uh, Jesse Custer in the Preacher TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah you, that's still happening? It is still happening. Look. I'm trying my damnedest to either A, not get super excited about this, or B, immediately shit on it because it's being made. I'm the same way. Um, my main thing is I just I don't want the show to get canceled before they can finish the run. Right. Uh, like Constantine. Right. Did you watch any Constantine? No. Because I did not either. I never read any Constantine either, but like, as a, if I were a fan of Constantine, mm-hmm. I'd probably be pissed. Right. Like oh, they, sure. They got so far, and then it's just right. done. Like, I want, if you're going to make Preacher, I want to see the whole run play out. What's what's your one graphic novel series? I mean, this isn't quite horror, but what's your one graphic novel series that cannot be touched? Like, do not make an adaptation of this. Hmm. I don't know if there is one. No. I'm pretty open to it. I would kind of love to see. Like you, you'd want to see like Transmet? Yeah. I mean, if, if it was done right, I mean, sure. yeah, I would love to see Transmet. Who would be your ideal casting for Transmet? <sighs> like j- just for Spider? Well, for a long time, uh, Captain Picard was <laughs> lobbying. What? He wanted to play Spider really? in a series or movie. Yeah. Wow. He wrote a couple of the uh, forwards to the, to the trades. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'd absolutely be down for that. But... <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, wow, I don't know who I would cast. I don't know if he could pull off the shaved head look, but Sam Rockwell would do a pretty good job. <laughs> uh, Christoph Waltz, maybe. Uh, Michael Fassbender. If there were one, it would probably be Transmet for me, just because right. it would be so difficult to do and right. to do right because of the source material right. and how wacky and... Right. Futuristically bizarre it is, you know. And I would say, like, a show could never be made unless it was on HBO, but we're getting fucking Preacher on AMC. Yeah, true. Um, but you couldn't do a movie because there's just way too much. Have they cast Hairstar? No. Because that's far down the line. Yeah. Is it far? I need to. Well, read I mean, it's not like Preacher. far, but it's like, you know, probably four trades in. Okay. Yeah. I like Preacher a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Preacher is my favorite story arc of pretty much any graphic novel, I think, yeah. of all time. I don't have that many that are like, that I even read. Right. It's just Transmet, The Goon, Wormwood. Wormwood, Preacher. Yeah. That might be about it. For really me, don't actually. need anything more than that. <laughs> yeah. If they would continue Fell. Yes. I mean, that's just a dream team right there. Yeah. Like really Warren is. Ellis and Temple Smith. Ellis just released a new uh, ebook. I saw that. Yeah. I want to pick it up. It's like a collection of his 
um, speaking engagements mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Who's next? Uh, let's see. No, Father Magruder. Really? You're jumping to Father Magruder? Oh, fuck yes, I am. Okay. He kicks ass for the Lord. No, I agree. I just thought we would save him for, for further time. Oh, uh, I mean, we can save him. I mean, honestly, all the, the five that I have left are are all, like, could be saved, really. Okay, well, let's go ahead and do Father Magruder, then. Bruce Campbell. Okay. Yep. I went a similar route. I've um, yet to cast Bruce Campbell in anything that we've done, and I'm, I'm unleashing him now. You know, that's true. I don't think I have either. Yeah. Huh. That's surprising. Put him there. Um, Nathan Fillion. Nope. No? Bruce Campbell? <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, that fight scene in the graveyard. I'd forgotten how fucking oh, ridiculous that was. for the Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> so good. Uh, yep. Uh, Uncle Les? Yep. Let's go for it. All right. I'm kind of proud of this. Are one. you? I'm, yeah. I'm proud of my Les as well. Andrew Dice Clay. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. I think you might like mine a little more. Really? Yeah. Sam Rockwell? Nope. <laughs> uh, Greg Henry. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Fuck yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I love Greg Henry within an inch of my life. Yeah. This is not Mr. Pibb. <laughs> Goddamn fucking Mr. Pibb. It's the only Coke I like. Uh, did you ever see The Riches? I did not. The Eddie Izzard yeah. show. It was yeah. really good. It yeah. abruptly ended, which kind of sucks. Right. But Greg Henry was on that, too. Oh, good. He, he was good. great in that. Um, he was great in Super, too. Yeah. Uh, fucking, the dude is great in everything. <laughs> you got to watch... Um, um, something. Okay. I think there was a TV show that he was on. Another TV show that... that what? <laughs> Never mind. I thought there was something that you hadn't seen with him. I mean, I've I still loved. got... And now I can't remember what it was. Uh, I mean, he's in Payback. He's amazing in Payback. That's oh. where I first saw him. Uh, let's see. When he answers the phone and fucking slugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the fucking phone! <laughs> um, he was in The Following, which I still haven't watched, but I've heard good either. things about. Um, he was in an episode of uh, Firefly. He was. Yeah. Uh, I was on an episode of NCIS. Yep. So that's cool. I guess. Um, he's been on a lot of TV lately. Um, he's in The Good Guys. That's probably what you were trying to get me to watch. Oh, that might have been it. The Good yeah. Guys is a really fun show. Yeah. Uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Colin Hanks and uh, Bradley Whitford. Mm-hmm. They're both great on it. Um, all right. We got three. Le- I have three left. Okay. Aside from the writer and director. Uh, go with Mum next. Yep. Vera Cosgrove. Who you got? Roseanne Barr. It's pretty good. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. I think I like mine a little better, but I've also used her before. Uh, um, Kathy Bates. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just don't think I could hear Roseanne talk for that long. Because <laughs> I've, I've gone so long without hearing it. Uh-huh. I just don't know if I could do it again. I, I can't go there. It was again. either gonna, it was going to be Roseanne or um, Judy Dench. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think Roseanne was the was the was the better choice. Um, 
I agree. Who do you have for that uh, precocious little uh, Hispanic girl, Paquita? A woman that I haven't used before. Really? Okay. Rosario Dawson. (laughs) Spelled with a Z. (laughs) Michelle Rodriguez. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I like her. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, uh... I'm not sure if I like yours more than mine. I think I like yours just a hair more than mine. But yeah, no, I do like. It was Michelle either going to be Michelle Rodriguez or Selena Gomez. Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez of the two of yeah. those for sure. Um, well, I also thought about ages because the guy I cast for Lionel is he a little younger? Work, work, no, he's a little older. Oh, okay, better for Michelle Rodriguez. Gotcha. I got uh, Eva Mendez. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Who too. I think is just gorgeous. Um, Whoa, settle down and put your pants back on. <laughs> on second of, thought, uh, here's speak- my song. Go. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Ghost Rider, <laughs> she was a lot of fun to watch in that movie. Yeah. Because um, that movie was kind of hard to watch. <laughs> no and, shit. And it upset me because I really like Ghost Rider as yeah. a comic. Um, the stand-up's great. Uh, who do you have as Lionel? Lionel Cosgrove for me. He's a bit older, but I think he can play... Okay. The age. I went with Alan Cumming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little older. Yeah. I mean, if you go... I like Alan Cumming. You still need to see Reefer Madness, the movie musical. I do, yeah. That's where he proved his chops for me. Okay. He's being amazing. So, yeah. Okay. That's my Lionel. All right. Is it going to be him or uh, Nick Nolte? Oh, that's a tough choice. Ah, hell, mom. <laughs> uh, yeah. I love you, Pika. Jesus. Ah, hell. <laughs> I don't think he's turned the lawnmower on yet. No, he's he's just <laughs> grumbling to himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start the goddamn lawnmower. God, yeah, what the fuck happened to his voice? Jesus Christ. Oh, you know who could be an effective less? Who's that? Tom Waits. There you go. <laughs> there you uh, Yeah. <laughs> I just want to put Tom Waits in everything. Sure. <laughs> he has to be somewhat physically imposing, though. And Tom Waits is not. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I almost went for Uncle Les. I almost went with Mojo Nixon, too. Sure. But yeah. Dice beat him out just barely. Yeah. Depends on our budget. If it's a low-budget film... <laughs> We'll throw Mojo in. Right. Who did you have for Lionel? I mean, what the fuck is Dice doing now? He, you can do low budget he with Dice He was in a Woody Allen movie not long ago. That he got rave reviews Sure. For. Okay. <laughs> hey. I never saw it. Um, I think I'm the least pleased with my Lionel, actually. <laughs> like, less pleased than I am with your, with your Lionel? I don't know. You may be more pleased than I am. Um. Because I feel like it's a little too obvious, and I just don't really dig this actor that much, but I think he would... Like, I'm just trying to think of, like, awkward, skinny, you know, actors. Um, and with, and I, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but Jay Baruchel, mm. Bar- Baruchel whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, no, I, could, I think that's yeah. pretty good, actually, yeah. yeah. I like him. I like, yeah. I like what I've seen with him. I, you know, I he's really hit or miss for mm. me, you know. Um, I liked him in This Is The End. Which is yeah. a great movie. Yeah, it is. Um, Thanks for losing that one, Joe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I I don't know. 
No, I'm down. I think that's a good. Uh, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm alright with that. Yeah. Uh, the extra credit I did, I want the script to be written by James Gunn. Yes. Uh, I don't want him to direct it though. Okay. I want it to maintain um, a, a low budgety feel with direction. Right. But I definitely want him to write it, and I want John Gulliger to direct it. Okay. Yeah. Who gave us the Feast movies? Right. Piranha, Three Double D. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally fine with that. Cool. All right, let's put the calls in. Right. Uh, do I mean, you think, I've, uh, I've got James Gunn on speed dial. Do you think you have a better recast of Dead Alive? Let us know at uh, webelongdeadpod at gmail.com. While you're doing shit online, go ahead and give us a four-star review under Dispatches from the Weird on iTunes. Uh, we've yet to get any of those, and I'm really uh, excited for the day that I that I uh, hear that we actually got a, a review on iTunes. <laughs> Only been doing this for like five fucking years, guys. Uh, uh, oh, something exciting overall for our podcast network, for the Dispatches Network. Mm-hmm. Hopefully pretty soon you will be able to um, download everything we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Well, we've lost season one of Dispatches from the Weird, which is probably for the best. But uh, we're moving our storage to archive.org. Uh, ben, I should say, is meticulously uh, doing this. Uh, wherein uh, our like uh, ability to store shit is going to be pretty much unlimited, so we can put everything from season two on. So that'll be available like on iTunes. If you go to Dispatches from the Weird, it won't cut off. You know, like <laughs> season five, you can go all the way back to season two. Right. If you want. That's kind of exciting for us. Yeah, no, I... Uh, Especially if you're a new listener and you're like, fuck, dude, I haven't... I want to hear the old shit. Yeah, I, uh, I I haven't heard... I think I've only heard, like, two full seasons, maybe. Um, so, yeah, that'd be really cool. I'm a little nervous about it because I'm, I'm pretty sure we weren't very good. Are <laughs> not, we, not that we're great now, but... Uh, will we get to hear your uh, readings from your old uh, journals and such? I think so. Okay, good. I think good. those were in, like, season three, maybe. Two or three. Yeah. So those should, those should be about fuck. I don't have to go through and edit some of this stuff. Um, we're going to toss to my song now, and then when we come back, uh, Ian is going to pitch to me Reanimator 4, uh, and it's going to be so good that Stuart Gordon is going to sign off on it. Yep. Uh, so uh, I got um, to, to counteract the uh, uh, kind of melancholy droning of the song you picked this week. I don't mean that in a bad way. Sure, a no, I, yeah. But I picked a hyper tune by a band I've never played on here and I know for sure called the Flesh Tones. Okay. Uh, they're amazing. I saw them a couple of years ago on the zombie, uh, the Mondo Zombie Boogaloo Tour with uh, low straight jackets and Southern Culture on the skids. Nice. I'd never heard these guys. They're out of New York. They've been a band, uh, like a constantly touring band for like 30 fucking years. So they're like fish, but they don't suck. Uh, no, they're amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, but they, they they maintain under the radar. I'm not really sure why. There's a petition on Facebook to get them as musical guests on Conan O'Brien. Nice. I suggest everybody look up the Flesh Tones. They're rock and roll the way like Mitch Ryder in the Detroit Wheels was rock and roll, like uh, Devil with the Blue Dress, like that kind oh, of thing. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Driving, like awesome, like fucking pure rock and roll kind of like everything i like about the older album from queens queens of the stone age right yeah yeah um and if you get a chance to see them live please do and uh support them by by getting some stuff from their catalog they're fantastic so this is off the mondo zombie boogaloo album it's the flesh tones with socket to me baby in the house of shock well the mummy 
met the woman while down in the street. Said he knew a place past can't be beat. He said we gotta go now. Get right away. Drag is kinda cool and there's nothing to lose. Talk it to me, baby, in the house of shock. Talk it to me, baby, in the house of shock. Well, they met their old friend, Frankenstein. And then they went down and they made the seat. A lady in blue, she answered the door. But we'll turn the galoot, yeah. That's uh, that's the flesh tones. Okay, so like but, I said to um, Richie, not Queens of the Stone Age at all. <laughs> no, not really. I just didn't want to ruin your whatever. Um, I was expecting more like this is what I listen to when I'm driving through the high desert in a convertible that's made of all metal. And uh, <laughs> no, I meant driving not as in like driving a car, but just like driving like straightforward gotcha. rock and roll, like gotcha. old school rock and roll. Um, they're fantastic and so fucking high energy. I've played them on Radio Lono quite a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, when I saw them live, I just absolutely fell in love. I'm trying to look up the name. There's a documentary out about them that is well worth the watch. Um, I can't remember the title of it, but I don't think it's available anywhere. It's... Um, So you can't like buy it, but you right. may be able to download it there somewhere. There are places to um, to watch it, to stream it. Um, that's not showing up anywhere. I just watched it not long ago. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Way to go, Richie. But you have a little more time to think of your... Uh, I mean, we might as well just end the episode now. Your thing. We might as well. I'm probably not even going to release this one, to be honest with you. Probably for the best. We've already done ten. We've lasted like eight episodes longer than anyone thought we would. So it used to be listed at IMDb. Um, pardon us for living, but the graveyard is full. You know, strangely enough, I think I've heard of that. It's it's quite good. I found yeah. a couple of places online, like <laughs> like kind of shady places, like not Netflix, but right. like. Uh, you didn't go into like the dark web, did you? No, I didn't go. <laughs> not, not quite that far, but uh, it's um, well worth. I mean, it just it really shows you the life of a like professional musician who isn't 
there's like a work a day musician, right? Like who still has to fucking work. And they, these guys aren't the Stones, you know, right. the White Stripes. How long have they been around? Thirty years ago, a gang of suburban teens stumbled across a bunch of abandoned instruments and formed the Flesh Tones. All right, yeah, it's pretty great. So, get on it, guys. <laughs> All right, Andy, you ready? For your big pitch? I think so. Come on, boys and girls. Come a little closer. I'm the reanimator. Gonna reanimate your feet. Move your dead bones. Is this really gonna be playing while I do the pitch? Depends on if it gets good, maybe I'll change it. <laughs> oh, wow. Alright. Alright, right now you gotta impress me. playing i've tortured everyone enough i think well not everyone because i gotta watch the whole thing after we we're done recording. oh that's true but then you've got to watch the uh dr malcolm laugh remix song right supposedly uh, like if you put me through that you've got to watch it you're gonna love this all right what's reanimator 4 gonna be about okay you've gotta you gotta stop oh, watching. I gotta start, yeah. <laughs> was it five minutes uh yes. Hold on just a second. That's a calendar. There we go. Okay, you ready? As ready as I'm gonna be. I, f- I feel like I can't do this just because you're such a lover of this. I mean, I, I love it too, but you are s- such a fan of this series. If I fuck it up, I, we're going to have a new guest, a new host next week. Well, no, I mean, I told you what Stuart Gordon's idea for part four was. It's true. You know. So uh, here we go. Start. Nice. All right, so. Don't fuck this up, man. I love this franchise so much. So. One thing about the Reanimator franchise up to this point is it's never been uh, explained where he got the original uh, material for his reanimating goop. Uh-huh. Um, you know, like throughout the movies, he's constantly tweaking it. It's not like, oh, this is the better formula, and it's not. Um, but uh, so after he leaves the prison and thinks he's all sneaky and all that and leaves, um, he still has to be on the run. Um, so he decides to go up to, uh, Massachusetts and you find that he's actually, uh, um, does our story pick up right at the end of beyond? Yes. Okay. Um, although, you know, it'd be kind of tough because, uh, Jeffrey Combs has obviously, uh, aged a bit since the last movie, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, You'd be surprised actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so he goes up to Massachusetts, back to his original home base, which happens to be in Arkham. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as a way to kind of actually bring it back to actually being Lovecraftian, like proper Lovecraftian, um, you find that the source for his reanimating uh, formula is actually from this, uh, uh, I don't even want to say portal, but for lack of a better term, portal. <laughs> Um, that he has found uh, in an old abandoned madhouse 
in Arkham. Um, and unbeknownst to him, he is actually taking um, material from the Elder God's realm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and also, unbeknownst to him, the Elder Gods are aware of this and are using him as a pawn to bring about their re-entry into our world proper. Um, so he gets this new material, again, not realizing that it's different, um, and he starts to use it on, you know, animals, of course, at first, and works his way up. Um, he may or may not kill a couple hobos to use as, uh, for, uh, experiments. And, uh, come to find out that these are completely sentient beings. They're not shambling zombies. They are, they, you know, have, they have a drive, they have a focus, they have a, a rational mind, but you realize it's because they are being controlled by, by the elder gods mm-hmm. and are manipulating him to be like, oh, I have such success that I finally defeated death. So let me go deeper into this. Let me, let me, uh, spread this around some more. And, uh, of course, I'm not really sure on the, on the plot points between then Do we uh, see the return the of Dan? End. What's that? Do we see the return of Dan? Yes. How does he get reintroduced? Uh, it's not known, but uh, after Bride, um, he finds some old journals that, uh, that, um, that the doctor left behind. Dr. West? Yes. Or and Dr. Hill? Dr. West. That actually out, outlined, it was like a very early journal, uh, so he wasn't as careful with, you know, the information that he put into it, and realized that this is his home base. So Dan is actually waiting for him okay. when he gets there. And so he's is like, Dan less reluctant now? No, Dan is out to stop him. Oh, okay. Like, for okay, good. Cool. Uh, and he's like, look... I know what's going on. I, I knew as soon as I heard about the prison, I knew One you. Were, I knew you were behind it, um, and I knew you would come back here. And Dan is, of course, the protagonist. Uh, he's trying. He, he catches on clear. Like he's. Is he though? Really? I mean, West <laughs> is so wrapped up in the success that he's he's gotten from this new formula that he's blind to the possibilities of what could be happening. Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job in a sideshow. He's really investing some pens. Um, and uh, Oh, there's a question. Is there any kind of nod to Dr. Hill? Any sort of reference to him? I mean, I know the actor is dead, sadly. Uh, it could be a super, super subtle nod where, like, you see his work table and there's not nary a pencil in sight. <laughs> uh, what's our ending? You know, it could easily go one of two ways. It could go... Oh, we can do an alternate ending for the Blu-ray release. Okay. I think, because I do want this... Well, it can't really be a wide release, because no one's going to see... Like, it's not going to be a big-budget film. Right. Um, well, one ending could be that uh, Dan finally gets Wes to realize, like, the potential destruction that he's brought about and the implications of what is going on, and they join forces to, to end it. Mm. Um, and they do... And uh, West dies in the process. Again? Right, like actually, <laughs> actually dies in the process. Or we could have a very like cabin in the woods ending where we're all fucked and the world ends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
um, is I'm going to give you to the end of the song. Okay. Um, is the uh, let's say we could get like one band or or musician <laughs> to not not like reanimate your feet, but like actually write a song about reanimator that's actually good. Okay. Um, not necessarily like the story of the reanimator, but like a theme song to put on like a pop rock soundtrack. <laughs> the corn the corn bugs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, hmm, that's a good question. Like docking with Dream Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, Thrice could do a song. No. Um, Everlast. Actually, you know what? Uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I gotta imagine at least some of those guys are into uh, the reanimator flicks, right? Yeah, probably. Um, they could do it some justice. All right, 20 seconds. Do you have a title? Yeah, but it's like super cliche. It can be a working title. We'll uh, it later. Uh, Reanimator Back to the Beginning. Okay, that's not super cheesy. I don't yeah. Well, I'm totally on board. You did right. not disappoint me at all, <laughs> sir. I loved it. That was about a seven minute pitch, but it was worth it because I really wanted to hear more. Right. Um, well, I mean, I know it's obviously not your turn, but I mean, are there like elements that you would like to see in a in a Reanimator sequel? Like plot points, um, I I would like to see um, um, it's kind of silly, and I've I've actually kind of bitched about it in other movies, but for some reason in Reanimator, I think I would really like to see like a decent amount of nods to the former movies, okay, like references to Doctor Hill, like or, um, like even not subtle ones. None of, they don't have to be okay. subtle. Um, I think there should be like a range, though. Like there should be somewhere like, oh, I saw Reanimator once when I was a kid and dug it, so that's why I'm watching this. Like, oh, I get that. Right. But then, like, people who like really love the franchise, there are some that only you will get. Right. Yeah. I personally, I think I would like for Doctor Hill to somehow still be fucking. Herbert's day up like, right. from beyond the grave. Like, right. don't bring the head back or anything, but like, s- have some sort of like maybe some other uh, twisted medical student finds Doctor Hill's notebook mm-hmm. and starts working on his own serum. Or, or, or so, I, I just, I really, I want Doctor Hill to still be hated, <laughs> or maybe uh, Doctor Hill. Um, uh, as he was finally on his way out, um, found a way to transplant his own brain into a new body. So it's still him in a new body. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sam Rockwell? Yep. Christoph Waltz. You know, I, I would like to make an edit. I was thinking about this uh, today, actually. I would like to make an edit on my uh, uh, Nightbreed recast. Okay. I think Fastbender should play uh, the Doctor instead of uh, what's his name, the guy with the tendrils. You all right over there? Okay, so who's going to play the? Uh... I don't know. <laughs> Peter Jackson. <laughs> Perfect. Because Christoph Waltz would do a great job, but he just doesn't have the physicality to be like remotely 
like physically imposing. Sorry, I'm queuing up a special ending song. <laughs> um, uh, where 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 can people find you, Ian? They can find me. You're still at, doing the Ridgecast. Right? I am still doing For the Ridgecast until we take off. It is. It oh, is. Harley Poe, Seven Inches of Hell, yep. still available at HorrorHoundRecords.com, and support the fuck out of Harley Poe, guys, and yeah. tell them that Lono sent you. Um, we're really good friends with those guys. We're going to have Joe uh, Whiteford on uh, an episode pretty soon. Nice. Uh, to not talk so much about his music, but to talk about horror movies. Which would be cool. We haven't done that yet with them. Right. Because uh, I tend to just gush about how great Harley Poe is. Uh, with good reason, because they are fucking great. So Absolutely. you guys need to support them. Um, also, Scares the Care Weekend coming yep. up the end of July. I've seen some people on the on the message board uh, having to relinquish their hotel rooms because they're not going to be able to make it. Oh. So if you still want to go and stay at the, ho- at the con hotel, there's a possibility that you'll get in for a couple days. Yeah. In Williamsburg, Virginia. If not, uh, there's a ton of hotels. Very cheap, cheap, cheap. Uh, frightening. Uh, you'll have stories to tell when you get home about them. Uh, motels surrounding the uh, the hotel. So, uh, scares the care. Look them up and support them. They're a great cause. So I didn't realize this, but Harley Poe's on Spotify. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So for the listeners, you should still buy all of their albums. Yeah. But if you want to get an initial taste, more than we've played on the show. Check them out on Spotify and uh, then buy all of their albums. Yeah, please do. You won't be disappointed. Um, so, yeah, your uh, Ridgecast is still going on. Yeah, it, it was funny. The last uh, episode we recorded, um, I don't think Jake realized like how much like Airport Road and Dispatches has pulled me away from Ridgecast. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, wait, you're on another episode of Dispatches? Like, yeah. And I told him that uh, I did the Dungeons & Dragon Bears thing. And he's like, wait, you're like a regular on there now? I'm like, yeah, dude. I got big big things to do in So you're going to be kicked off a of Ridgecast soon. Right. Soon it's going to be RJ Cast. Right. Um, you're on uh, Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, right? Yep, uh, Facebook with my name. Uh, um <laughs> And uh, Instagram and Twitter at IMM1987. Nice. Uh, on Facebook, we have a, a few groups. We don't have a uh, We Belong Dead page yet, but uh, Dispatches is there in Church of the Holy Weirdo. Just look for them and join the group. Uh, we Belong Dead pod at gmail.com. Uh, please send us your questions, comments, and critiques. Uh, Werewolf Ambulance, if you hear this, bring it on. <laughs> Um, the gauntlet has been thrown. It certainly has. Uh, on uh, Instagram, which is my new, the new love of my life, it is it is taken over Facebook for me. Uh, I'm Lono Mojo on Instagram, and I post really cool pictures. I mean, you post some cool shit. I'm not gonna <laughs> some lie. of it's not bad. No, I I dig it. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's like shit that I see whenever I come. Yeah, to you the can uh, check out what the studio looks like. Yeah. I've got some pictures of that on there, and uh, yeah, fun stuff on Instagram, guys. Um, and follow Miley Cyrus on Instagram too, because she's got a pretty crazy Instagram account. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I love Miley Cyrus. Sorry, <laughs> she's awesome. She's the perfect girl. Ooh. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, uh, I guess that's gonna do it until next week. Um, tonight, instead of the uh, awesome theme song that Scott McKean, who you can also find on Facebook. 
and support his music. Um, composed and recorded for us. We're going to go out um, in memorial the same way we came in with uh, Christopher Lee doing My Way. Uh, so as like always, uh, raise a glass to a new world of gods and monsters. <laughs>